Hello, fun people. Welcome to the live stream. Welcome to the first episode of what I'd like to call exploring the magic. Now, this is an idea that I've had kind of in the back of my head. I was literally going through some of my old live streams from 2018 and in the past of me trying to kind of come up with this idea that I am bringing forward today. And it's this idea of being able to sit down and be able to talk about things that are relevant and new in the Disney world and that I'm really excited about and that I want to be able to talk to you and interact with you about. So what kind of pushed me over the edge was really the news story that was today. The idea that the Mandalorian season two trailer is finally with us. It was something that was super exciting uh, to me. And I didn't know exactly if I wanted to do a trailer breakdown because it's not, because I don't typically break down Star Wars. And it was not something that I necessarily wanted to spend all day working on because typically that's what happens when I want to work on a video is that it's a, a time consuming process that I pour a lot of energy into. But then I had this idea of there was a whole bunch of things that were really exciting me around this time. All of a sudden, I realized that 2020 fall is actually going to be a lot of fun. I, it's still going to be a difficult and weird and unprecedented time, but I think there's going to be so much fun to be had. And that's what I really wanted to talk about was my experience with that. So if you've got... I, it's still going um, to be a difficult and oh, weird geez. and unprecedented time, but I, think I suddenly realized that so you might be hearing me twice. Um, and if that's the case, definitely let me know. <laughs> um, because I don't definitely don't want that to be happening. Uh, do, do, do. I'm going to make sure that. Um, and if that's the case, there we go. Make sure that everything. Is not heard. <laughs> uh, yeah, okay, that makes sense. The voice was echoey. There's an echo. That makes sense. Um, and I think that should be resolved now. Uh, what was happening was, I was watching the preview of my live stream while I was actually speaking, and that audio was also going to you. <laughs> but the point is. <laughs> That through all of this, thank you for responding to me and interacting with me. I really appreciate it. Um, but what are you guys looking forward to? Because before we get into what I'm really excited about, I'm really, really excited to hear what you're talking about. And if you have any questions about the things that I'm talking about as I'm going through it, definitely interact with me, talk in the chat. I'm happy to respond to you as we go through. But of course, the first thing that we have to talk about is... The Mandalorian season two on Disney Plus. Super exciting. The official trailer came out today. Um, just just awesome. It I really have enjoyed Star Wars for many, many years. If you've been around super for a very, very long time, you might even know that when I started out on my channel, it was making videos about Star Wars. Like my current way of making videos was originally started talking about Star Wars. And while the new sequel trilogy was something that was a roller coaster of emotions, The Mandalorian was an absolute pleasure to be able to watch. The first season was super exciting, especially because 
uh, Dave Filoni, the creator of the Clone Wars and Star Wars Rebels, was heavily involved in this. And it really feels like he has a deep grasp of what's important to Star Wars and making Star Wars stories be impactful and relevant to the world. You could tell that there was a lot of passion poured into it. And, and it's exciting to see the exploration of not only baby Yoda, the exploration of Yoda's species, but also the Mandalorians in the trailer. They even kind of reference, uh, the Mandalorian wars, which was this event in legends where, the Jedi went and fought the Mandalorians in this massive conflict that was just wild. It's super exciting to see little baby Yoda <laughs> show up again. I mean, him putting the little hood over himself. It was super cute. I'm just really excited to see where they continue to explore this world in this time period. Um, I recently watched this little trait, like this cinematic trailer for, Star Wars Squadrons, which is this VR game that I'm really excited to be able to play. Uh, a while ago, I posted a video doing an Oculus Quest experience of Frozen, and that was super cool. I'm really excited to be able to play more experiences like that, and there's a bunch of them for Star Wars coming up. Um, but you could see that there's like this tension after Return of the Jedi where the Imperials are very empowered, like, they're emboldened to continue to fight. And I think that's a interesting place to be in that the empire is in its remnants. The new Republic is growing. And that's just this interesting place that I never thought it could be as interesting as it has been. And I think we'll get to continue to learn more about the lore of star Wars through it. I really hope that we get to see more flashbacks and things like that. Um, Things like the Clone Wars flashback, seeing the super battle droids was super exciting. I love like little moments like that. Yeah, more Baby Yoda all day long. I'm super excited. Um, but yeah, I, I'm really excited to see what happens in, I believe it's October. Yeah, October 30th is when it's going to begin starting to stream on Disney+. Plus. But then, now, in addition to that, we've recently also found out that the wonderful world of Mickey Mouse shorts are coming to Disney+. Plus. So, for many years, we've gotten shorts in this current style um, of this new Mickey Mouse way of, way of doing shorts. <laughs> there, there's this new animation style that's been being used, and it's mainly been on Disney Channel is the way I've seen them. But in addition to Disney Channel, I've also seen them on... They've got their own channel at Walt Disney World... And they even made a ride around this style at Disney World, and it's coming to Disneyland as well, uh, Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway. And that's so, so cool. I'm really happy that they're bringing more animation to Disney+. Plus. I think that's something that should be done a lot more. I think the animation style is a lot of fun because it has a lot of heart and soul in it, but it's also able to be very expressive, and it's not scared to go into different styles and more like grotesque ways, more animated wild ways. It's just able to really leverage its medium to its fullest extent. And I really like what they've been able to do with it. And so going forward, I'm really happy that they're going to bring this new contemporary art style and bring it um, to Disney plus uh, really exciting. 
uh, one of a fe- like a friend of the show, I would say, I would like to be able to say is that one of the writers on Tangled the Series is now working on this show for Disney+. Plus. It seems like a lot of the people that work on Tangled the Series went on and started to work on different projects, a part of Walt Disney Animation, uh, television animation. A lot of them went to work at for Monsters at Work, which is another thing I'm super excited about. But I'm glad that great talent got brought over and is going to be continuing to pump up um, Disney, uh, Disney Plus. Because uh, speaking of Ricky Roxburgh, he brought up the idea that the heart and soul of Disney is, um, is is animation. So it seems wild that wouldn't like continue to be the case um and that they wouldn't continue to keep doing things like that uh like especially on disney plus they've done a lot of documentaries they've done a lot of disney channel-esque series and things like that i think it's important for them to continue to go back to that animation roots as they continue to move forward um i think they're doing a great job of doing animation on disney channel specifically like they're everything that they're doing with amphibia big hero six the series they recently got done with tangled the series and the owl house especially for me is what's really exciting me right now in addition to ducktales ducktales has been so fun um and i hope that they bring a lot of that talent and they pour a lot of their efforts into bringing shows like that to disney plus because i think that's something that's super valuable and that shouldn't be overlooked as they continue to build their streaming service. So Mickey Mouse is a great step forward. I'm really happy that they're continuing to do that. Um, now, the next story. So there's some interesting <laughs> revelations. Not something that's super exciting. It's it's a bit hopeful, but also like cautiously, cautiously optimistic. It's the idea that Disney and Universal Studios are calling on governor, the governor of California, to reopen theme parks. Now, I'm under the impression that there should be a lot more social distancing done. Like, I, we've seen this across different countries that they were very focused on social distancing and taking the correct precautions and they've been able to have full recovery that there's very few cases in these countries that were very focused on it now in america that's not really what's happened it's kind of seemed like we've been half in the game of making sure that everything is fine that we're protecting citizens and making sure that we can get the virus under control but that there comes a cost with that because in certain parts of the country they're still trying to keep keep the distancing enforced it's it's a mess because there's so many people that rely on these businesses to be open and the longer that this whole issue is extended the wilder you know the the more people are getting pushed to the extremes of what they were prepared to be limited for. So uh, six months ago, California's amusement parks and attractions made the difficult decision to close voluntarily in response to COVID-19. But now there's you know, the the difficulty of what are they supposed to do with all their employees when they, they are continuing to now be 
forced to stay closed. They can't take the the ways the the ways that Walt Disney World and other international parks are handling themselves. Those can't be applied because there's an um they're just deciding that they're not allowed to be open. So these theme parks are coming together and trying to petition to begin opening. It's hard because I know that colleges are becoming epicenters of COVID-19 outbreaks. It's not something that's gone away yet. And it's continuing to cost people lives. So on one hand, I don't want them to open because I don't want people having to risk their lives. I don't want employees and people to risk their lives to go enjoy theme parks. At the same time, though, I don't want these employees to be without employment and to be stranded in this limbo for any longer. It's a really difficult situation. I'm glad that I don't have to be the one to make those hard calls. Um, but it's a it's a step in a direction that the theme parks don't want to just have to linger there right now. Um, and they, they're, they're trying to make they're trying to make decisions and trying to move forward. So I thought that was something that was fascinating, something I was not expecting. Um, but I guess at the same time, while I wasn't expecting a news story like this to come out, I, I think it makes sense. You know, they're it's troubling times for everyone and they're trying to do figure out what's going to be the most advantageous for them balancing that with public safety. It's a it is a wild time. <laughs> Speaking of wild, there was a live action Disney remake that recently came out, Mulan. Um, and it seems like there was not received with a lot of universal praise. I, for one, felt like it was something that a lot of people would be entertained by, but it was definitely not something that wowed me. I felt like it took away a lot of Mulan's story. Um, and it just it just didn't resonate with me. I don't think it's going to be something that stands the test of time, except for the people that are having this be their first Mulan experience. For the people that are going to compare the live-action movies to the animated originals, that's going to be an interesting back and forth. I For me, I know it's not a one-to-one -one comparison, but part of me kind of feels like this is like the people that grew up with the original Charles Perrault version of Cinderella and then went and watched the animated film by Disney. Like clearly they're two different versions and one has lasted in the public conscious a lot more than the other one, or at least it stayed at the forefront. The story continues to resonate with people, but not necessarily the specific versions are rising to the top. And I don't think Mulan for the people that grew up with the 1998 version are going to continue to put a lot of love and attention into the live action, even though you can tell that there was a lot put into it. But it's unfortunately not panning out too well in places like China. Um, the film has grossed $37.6 million at the global box office. Uh, the film is playing in 17 markets right now, and Disney Plus has yet to release any streaming numbers or data. Um, so it's a, it's in this interesting place. It's not doing particularly well in any region. Um, and yeah, it's, it's an interesting thing. Um, it's, they're saying they're pleased with what they saw over the four day weekend, um, releasing it. 
Uh, so I guess that's good um, for for the company at least. But there's also been a lot of drama around Mulan in general, dealing with um, the response of having Disney being involved with the Chinese government, which are committing some pretty horrible human human <laughs> acts right now. And so associating them with that government um, who permit them to film there in part has been a has been a scandalous thing um, because it's people are feeling like Disney is supporting the what is being done in China. And it's it's a really, you know, again, it's similarly to opening up the theme parks. This is a big old mess where, um, you know, Disney did work with the Chinese government and the Chinese government is becoming put into more pressure because of what they're doing by Americans um, to their own citizens. Uh, put Yeah, it, so it's a it's a it's a bad situation. Mulan overall it's a it's a release date nightmare. The release of Mulan has been a nightmare. It's got delayed from theaters. There's been scandals with actors. There's been um, pressure put upon Disney for their involvement with working with the Chinese government to film there. Uh, Mulan has been a disaster in 2020, to say the least. I don't think it's going to be a production that's looked upon very fondly or will be one um, that is going to be looked at as a as a symbol for what should be done in the future. Let's say that. But on more positive news, Disney Plus is getting some more features, including this, well, specifically in the use of group watch. Now, someone in my Discord um, actually has access to this feature right now. And it's pretty cool. It's this idea that you're able to link up with other people that are subscribers and you're able to watch things in tandem. Now, currently it's limited to six other people. And what that means is that you can have six other accounts or all people watching at the same time and you're able to chat with them. So it's a way of trying to make um, watching from home, especially I'm sure, become more of an event where you're able to interact with people. Now, the extrapolation that Star Wars Theory, a uh, fellow YouTuber, has talked about is really the hope that we'll be able to, like content creators like us, will be able to do this type of thing with like thousands of people or hundreds of people and we'll be able to interact with people in that way. I think that would be a super cool application for it because Amazon has done something with Twitch in that respect. And so what they've done is they are able, if you have a linked Amazon Prime account, you're able to watch things in tandem with another Twitch streamer. And so I'm really hoping that something like that will be able to continue to be pushed. Right now, I don't know if there's a specific use case I could think of if it got rolled out today. I mean, it could be fun to watch this um, with like my brother and my parents all at the same time if we really wanted to. But again, the whole thing is with streaming is that it's, something that you can do instantaneously whenever you want. So there just has to be a reason to get a whole group together to watch it. I guess, I guess, here's the thing, is that this would probably be the most interesting when there's a high spoiler event coming. Um, 
specifically like the Mandalorian. It would be really exciting to be able to watch the Mandalorian with other people that are enjoying it and reacting to those spoilers live together. Um, I think that'd be something that would be super cool. Currently, this is a feature that's being experienced in Canada, but hopefully we'll be able to get to see it across the world very, very soon. Now, the last thing that I want to talk about today is Kingdom Hearts Melody of Memory. Now, if you didn't know this, I'm I'm a bit of a Disney fan, and I pretty, pretty much go in and experience every um, aspect of Disney throughout the years. I played a lot of games like Epic Mickey, Epic Mickey 2, um, and specifically Kingdom Hearts. Ever since like sixth grade, I've been enjoying it. And one of the coolest experiences that I've gotten because of it, I was a content creator was I got to promote Kingdom Hearts 3 and get flown to Disney World. That was incredible. And so I'm really excited for this new Kingdom Hearts game. It's a rhythm game, <laughs> which is something I was not expecting to play. Um... Which means that there's going to be gameplay where, like, that's the whole point of the game. Currently, it's been, like, an action RPG where you're, like, going into these Disney worlds and fighting all of these enemies called the Heartless and the Nobodies and trying to undo this darkness that's spreading. And it's this super intricate, cool game of being able to go into these Disney worlds and experience their stories. I love playing this game. Um, and I was excited to play Kingdom Hearts 3. I played it in like the first week right away. Um, and part of me, it was like after Kingdom Hearts 3, it didn't feel like the most satisfying way to conclude um, the Xehanort saga to me. It ne wasn't necessarily felt like, it didn't feel like something that was built up after so many years as much as I was hoping it would be, as, as grand of ending as I really wanted it to be. Like, but that was okay. Because I've mulled over it more. It's something that I'm beginning to accept. And I'm ex I'm excited to see where the story will go. And I guess part of it is just because I feel so invested into it. And I want to see where it's going to continue to go. I think that's kind of the, the thing <laughs> for me is that I'm to a point where I just, I enjoy it enough that I'm not put off. I haven't been put off enough. You know, Star Wars has been a little bit mismanaged. Not every Marvel movie is perfect. Um, even even like Disney and Pixar, it got a little bit tiring to always see the same story, like stories continue to be continued um, into sequels. But I still want to see where they'll go because I'm still invested. I still care about the legacy that's been built up by all of these different franchises. And so I'm really excited to see where kingdom hearts is going to go in the future. Um, and that kind of brings me to a point where I, I kind of want to stream that game. I don't know if that is going to be the first one I stream. Maybe part of me is thinking maybe I'll stream one of the Epic Mickey games or kingdom hearts three. I think it'd be super fun to do like a live, uh, walk through, or a live playthrough of these huge Disney titles that I think it'd be so fun to be able to interact and play through them again, especially kingdom hearts three, because I have so many thoughts about that game. I've been playing that game. Uh, like I've, a lot of the games I've played multiple times, like birth by sleep is my favorite. 
but I played Chain of Memories the most, which is wild. I played the first one a few times. And so I really want to experience Kingdom Hearts 3 again. Let me know if that's something that you'd want to see done or what game you'd want me to, uh, to play. Another one that I'd want to play is like Jedi Fallen Order. Um, so, but you know, that's, that's kind of where I'm at is like, there's new shows that are coming to Disney plus there's these new games that are ready to be played, um, in the coming months. There's just a lot of positive aspects that are coming in the Disney realm. Um, obviously there's some wild aspects too. We're still in a chaotic world, but I'm really excited to see where we're going next. What are you guys excited for? Do you have any questions for me as we, uh, now that I've expressed all of the things that I'm really looking forward to, what, uh, what has really been getting me excited over the past week? Uh, Trickster says you should, I loved when you streamed the Mario game. Yeah. Mario Odyssey was a blast. I streamed that all on Twitch and I did one episode on YouTube and I think it'd be fun to explore that more. Uh, Squall Rollinson says, also, they should add Mary Poppins World in Kingdom Hearts game. That'd be really fun. I'd be willing to try that. It'd be cool to go, like, hot, like have this hyper-realistic world, and then you jump into the animation. It'd be, it'd be a fun juxtaposition. Izushi says, uh, definitely play Kingdom Hearts 3, dude. Awesome. I'm glad that there's some excitement about it. Giko Chewy says, uh, do you know any Disney characters will appear on... A melody of memory i'm not sure i've really only seen like one trailer and then i just found out that the game is coming out for ps4 and switch and i was like perfect i want it on switch i want to like i love the idea of being able to pick it up and play it play a kingdom hearts game wherever i want again i love that um Whereas PS4, like that's in my living room. So I, it's more difficult to bring down. Whereas I already have the switch set up down here. That doesn't really mean that I am restricted by what I'd play, but that's just something that I, uh, have thought about. Um, so some tortilla on the internet says, would you make a discord server? I'd totally join. Uh, currently I've got a Patreon exclusive discord. So if you support me and you want, um, or if you want to further support me is what I say, having you all here is definitely support enough. But if you're interested in uh, having your name at the end of credits, getting behind the scenes videos and joining the discord, um, then yeah, check out my Patreon page, which is linked below. Eric Gonzalez says, Hey Isaac, did you hear about, uh, King the Conqueror in Ant-Man three? Oh, yes. Yes, I did. I, I saw that there was a new casting for that. I'm hopefully the, like, I really hope that there's going to be, um, we start to get more of those Marvel movies coming our way. It'll be interesting to see what black widow is going to do. If that's going to be released in theaters only if, or they're going to do premiere access again. I'm very, very curious about that. I personally, I wouldn't, wouldn't mind just being able to watch it at home because I want to be able to support it. I want to be able to enjoy it. Um, but I, but I really don't feel comfortable going into theaters right now. As I've said, like I want to social distance. That's what I'd prefer to do. Um, but yeah, that's, that's just where I'm at. 
Uh, Blair Wilkins says, I've always wanted a Nintendo. The Nintendo consoles are a lot of fun. They've got a lot of good games. I'm also really excited that there's going to be more 3D Mario games coming out because I those are the ones I enjoy the most. I played 3D Land on the 3DS and I played Super Mario Odyssey through on the Switch. Now they're doing a whole collection of the 3D games and I'm really excited to be able to play through them. Alexi Ann Bauer, what did you think of having Hamilton on Disney Plus? I thought it was a very logical move. I really hope that more Broadway musicals are captured in that way, in a very cinematic way. The way that they did it was they literally recorded the show on three different nights and then compiled the footage and all of those different camera angles. And now um, I've been listening to a lot of the music recently. There's like all these animated versions of it on YouTube from years ago when there was no ability to watch the show outside of it. Um, I've been seeing those. It's been a lot of fun. <clears throat> Abby Mott says fave Kingdom Hearts character Vanitas is my favorite oh it's easily Aqua it's probably Aqua and then Sora but Aqua ranks top tier for me uh, Birth by Sleep is easily my favorite favorite game uh, Otter3000 says 2020 surely is a year full of surprises that is 100% the case <laughs> Like it is, it has been a trying time for everyone. No one, like, I don't think most of the population was prepared for something like this. Like we, and, but, but the thing is, is that we're doing our best to make through it. We got to find the things that make us happy through these difficult times. Following, follow your passions, follow your dreams. <laughs> And if you want more inspiration to do that, definitely check out um, my Following Dreams podcast series where I interview people. If you want to be, hopefully, be inspired by people that are either creating fandom content or are involved in the production of them, it, I, that is a series I'm pretty proud of. And that will, I'll be interviewing more people again very soon. Sam Jam 247. Hey, Isaac, did you hear about Kelly Mary Tran being recast as Raya? Yeah, I did. Um, it's that's something that I wasn't really expecting. I like all of a sudden I wasn't expecting that they were going to switch voice actresses for it. Um, but yeah, Raya and the Last Dragon definitely out of all the movies that are coming up is probably the movie that I'm the most excited for. I really hope that it's a musical. I hope it's like a classic Disney story with some modern takes to it. I'm I think I think there's a lot of opportunities to create some very interesting stories, characters and art through exploring different cultures and I'm really excited to see how they what they do with by exploring another um like Asian inspired story. I, especially now that they're taking in a more mythical approach compared to Mulan, which they had Mushu and the spirits and the ancestors, but I think it's going to be a, a whole different game. Maricello <laughs> Valentin says, uh, if Disney Plus were to release another live Broadway musical, Disney related, which musical would you like to see? I think it would be very cool to see something like... Um, 
Aladdin the musical. Like they could do ones that they've already done. Um, like the ones that they produce themselves. I think it would be cool to see um, something that, let's see, like something that feels in the same Disney brand, but is a different type of show. I don't know what that would be because oftentimes, you know, Broadway is still has more like adult themes integrated into it. So it'd be, it's finding that balance of something that's like a PG 13 show that could be grasped onto. But I want something that's like Hamilton to be captured. Uh, Matthew Nichols, Disney needs to make more hand-drawn animated movies. I would, I would <laughs> greatly appreciate that. I really hope that they find it within them to go back to it at some point. They do so much of that in Disney Channel television animation. I really hope that they summon the courage to go back to it because I really don't think that whether or not a movie is computer generated or hand drawn determines its its success. I just don't believe it. I just think that there is a a trend where the most compelling stories were being done in computer animation and that's why they abandoned it. But I think it was the people working on it and the leaders behind those computer animated projects, not necessarily the art form itself. Adam Edward this is a this is a good question to ask and I think is a good way to wrap up um, is Isaac, what's next on your channel? So I have a lot of ideas brewing right now. The things that I'm excited about are going to be exploring the complete lineup of Alka agents from Phineas and Ferb. That's something I'm super excited to be able to do. Um, because there's so many of them. It's, it's been quite the process. Another one that I really want to do is Sean Yu's full story. I want to talk about Kung Fu Panda again. Because there's the, there's this idea that Shifu will pass on his mantle to Tigris. I think that's a fascinating idea. I've got a lot of ideas brewing at the back of my head. I'm already thinking about Halloween. I'm starting to get those spooky vibes. The The area is cooling down. It's becoming more like fall. I'm really excited to be able to dive into the Halloween, the spooky nature of everything. Um, but... Kimberly Hamond, thank you so much for the super chat. Uh, I absolutely adore your videos. She says, I'm a huge fan. Also, have you ever watched Disney's The Black Cauldron? I have watched The Black Cauldron. Um, it is an interesting Disney movie, that's for sure. <laughs> it's, it definitely forges its own path. I can see why it didn't um, perform very well when it was released, but I can also understand why there was faith in it and why it was greenlit, why they felt like it was a good direction for Disney at the time, even though it didn't pan out. It's always this interesting balance of trying to push your medium forward, trying to create new unique stories, but not losing track of what is at the heart of the stories that have made you successful in the past. It's a very interesting, difficult balance to, to strike up, but you know, it's something that I, I'm excited to continue to see explored in the future. 
there's so many, so many projects I'm looking forward to. And thank you so much for exploring the magic with me. It's been amazing. I've really enjoyed what we accomplished here, going through these stories, having this conversation, answering some questions at the end. Uh, it's been so much fun. Thank you for being here. If you're new to the channel, make sure to subscribe. If you want to support me further, check out my Patreon linked below and you can be at the end of all of my uh, videos in the credits. You can join the discord and you can see behind the video, uh, behind the scenes videos in a series that I call behind the magic where I sit down and have frank conversations about what I'm working on um, and what it's like to be a YouTuber uh, in a similar kind of style to this where it's just a conversation. I've really enjoyed being able to hang out with you today and I'll be seeing you all real soon. Thank you so much and have a very magical day.